As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome to the Everton Fan Focus podcast, back for 2017. Tonight we're in the James Monroe pub and we're joined, myself and Mark are joined by Ben. Hello. We're also joined by Darren. All right. Sedo. Hello. Paul, the owner of the James Monroe. Hello. And we're also joined by former Everton defender Derek Malfield. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, we'd just like to thank Terry for being on tonight Um, So lads, um, we've got a bit of a script here But I'm assuming we're all on high spirits after yesterday's performance at Goodison Park Yeah, my jaw hasn't picked itself back up watching Tom Davis do the, uh, you know, like the, whatever that was Christ in or whatever it was they've done on the side The Ronaldo chop Yeah, it was almost The Davis chop It was almost better than the finish (laughs) that he put back in the net Unbelievable, that great second half ever it was an a, a emphatic victory in the end, wasn't it? And um, I, I don't think many of us expected it, but it was it was kind of a nice way to bounce back after last week's disappointment going out the cup. Um, did you see the game yourself, Dexy? Yeah, I went to the, new, the Leicester game and uh, to say it was disappointment would be an understatement. So my comment to my friend this morning, he rang me, I said, where did that come from yesterday? Because we can't go from being so poor against Leicester in the FA Cup, which for me is the greatest competition in football it's fantastic yeah. to be in so outstanding against a team like Man City we've got to do the Man City game game after game week after week. we've now as I said I sent a tweet out yesterday we've now set the standards we yeah. know yeah. we can do it there's no excuses now we know we can do it we did it against allegedly one of the best teams yeah. in, the, in, the, in the Premier League but unfortunately they're not at the moment yeah. we're yeah. pretty much close to them now but we've now set our standards now. We know that the team we put out on Sunday can do it. 
So we've got to make sure we do it every single week now. What do you put the inconsistency down to then? Obviously, you know, good one week and not the best the next. It's hard to say. I, I said this some of the week. I got a little bit sick of Koumen's comments that we haven't got the players to do it. Yeah. Well, you have the players money to Friday on the training field. Mm-hmm. You make them do what you want them yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes people look... In the, I go back right, but people look for excuses to ease in the game. Oh, it's it's because of this, it's because of that. You've got you've had yeah. them players now since July. You've yeah. worked with them for four or five months. Yeah. Why can't they do what you want yeah. to do every week? Yeah. And I, I just get a bit worried that are the players listening to? Yeah. Is he doing the right things in training? Yeah. Is he telling people? And I'll have a little dig about. You had a go at Ross Barkley in the media. Yeah. Is that the right thing to do? Is it not come with me, Ross, in my, in my room, and mm. a little arm around the shoulder? Is he criticising players too openly in the media, yeah. telling people that we're not good enough? I don't yeah. know, but. We've now done it, and we've done it fantastically well on Sunday, and we've got yeah. to do it every week now, Absolutely. simple as that. That's what he said about the squad, where he, he said there's players in the squad who know they're not good enough, for the, you know, uh, they're not going to be here, or what have you, he was saying, even in the squad right now, they're, they're not going to be here in the future. What's that do to a player when, when they hear that? And these players will know who they are, I'm guessing. Nowadays, they, they don't think they're overly concerned, because they're yeah. going to get a move, make even more money. Um, yeah. But if you go back to two years ago when he arrived at Southampton, and did he have a squad of players there that he inherited? Yeah. Did they start playing a high tempo, high pressing game when he was there? Yes, they did. Yeah. And I think we've got a better squad of players than Southampton yeah, had yeah. when he arrived there two and a half years ago. Yeah. So, but if you're told you're not wanted, obviously, you, what do you do? Do you do a Dimitri Payet and say, I'm not playing for you, yeah, and go yeah. on a sulk? Or do you just yeah. keep on trying day after day in training? Whenever you play, you give you 100%. Yeah. But what he has done for me, and, and I've, I've, I think Tom Cleverley isn't a bad little player. He's yeah. never been played in his proper position. He's played him out wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're not going to play a player who's a midfield player in midfield, don't play him at all. Don't stick him out wide let him say, do a job for me. Play in the position he should be playing in. Yeah. Because some of the players have been pushed out of position and it's very hard to set your standard and, and <coughs> do as well when you come in for one game out of position than having four or five games in your natural position and showing what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I uh, I said the same thing, I know this is an Everton podcast, but I said the same thing about Tottenham. Tottenham are playing players in their proper positions and it's so fluid and looks good. And I think that's pro- been our problem for many years with playing players because we need someone to play on the left. Yes. You said there's players on the left who, who can't, like Tom Cleverley, that's where he's playing. Just sign someone for there. And played them in the proper position. That's one of my pet hates. It's like a round yeah. peg and a square hole. It is. Yeah, it's, I use an example against Leicester when we played Seamus Coleman at right wing. Mm-hmm. What does that say to Alan Lennon, Morales, yeah, yeah, yeah. De that, hold on, he's a right wing, right back, yeah. he's playing in front of me. Yeah. You know, so obviously he's not convinced he's got the right squad by making that sort yeah. of decision. Mm-hmm. We've got to understand the manager comes in, they have their own ideas, their own philosophies, their own thoughts. Yeah. And I've been involved with clubs, managers will come in and said, sorry, son. Ron Atkins didn't mean Villa, you're not in my plans, out you go. Yeah, but Ron yeah. made it perfectly clear early on, he didn't go to the media and say, don't like him, he's not playing for me. Yeah. yeah. No, he told me, look, you're not in my plans, so when you get the chance to move it out, I'll move yeah. it out. I Which think, he did. I think when he says that, when he gets his own plays, he puts a lot of pressure on himself, doesn't he? They're going to have to perform when he's got the plays that he wants in. Yeah, when he gets away, like. especially because we're not uh, shopping in the bargain basements anymore. No, are we? do you know what I mean? So we, if he brings a player in like Schneiderland for twenty-four million, it's got to work. Yeah, return from it. Yeah, just, just, just when, when you said there about players have to do what they've got to do to try and make that first eleven. Now, you know, I personally I think Umani, I see probably being given a bit of a disservice by Ronald Koeman by 
you know, the reports to the media by not giving them a locker, you know, what what would you feel if that if that was you? It's hard to say. Um, to be honest, I, I saw that that young lad about twice, and I wondered who the other was because he looked like he couldn't drag a bag of cement, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to feel sorry. He wants to improve. He's been signed for a lot of money. He mm. wants to show the club what he can do. He didn't get a chance under Martinez, really. Mm, no. no. And then he's coming in and Kuma and said, "Right, you're nowhere near." And he's whether he did, whether he got a locker or not got a locker. What he's done with the 20, under 23s and Dave Unsworth, you've got to give him praise for. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not gone and sulked, he's not gone and him. No. He's gone and done what he can do. Yeah. Yeah. Playing against youngsters, but he's gone and done what he has to do. And now he's got a move, and we've just got to wish him all the best. Yeah. He never got a chance. He was never going to get a chance at Everton no. under Cooman, but he's now moved on. We've got to wish him all the best. But all credit to him for not sulking, but yeah. getting on and doing it yeah. while he was still here. Well, I uh, I went to a. Everton fan shareholders thing with Andy and yeah. Unsworth was couldn't speak higher high enough of Nias. He said he's he's helped uh, that Calvin Lewin loads. He said and everything I've asked him to do he's done. He hasn't sucked, he hasn't down tools, he's given everything he could for down on the twenty threes and I think that says more. Yeah, absolutely. Oh definitely, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I think I mean what we're talking about there is people players being taken out of the squad, players being loaned out, but ultimately, you know, all due respect, we wanted to see a more ruthless Everton, shall we say, yeah, under Ronald Koeman. Um, I've, I've put a question down there to yourself, Dexy, about uh, Roberto Martinez, maybe become a bit soft. I think in terms of Mashiri and Koeman on board, the overall outlook on the club is a lot more cutthroat, shall we say, a lot more ruthless, a lot more demanding. So it's it's kind of like if you're not good enough or you're not playing well enough, you won't get in that side. So I don't know. Would everyone agree on that? Is that the right way to be? Yeah. I mean, January is going to be a massive month. We've already started I think signing players. That's the players, way they so. want to be. They can't quite do it yet because he hasn't had the squad in depth to, to start acting left, right, and centre. But uh, I think that's the the image they want to portray. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And is that just because of Cumin? Is that because of Machiri? I think the whole club's going to change. Whether we move in the next two yeah. years, the whole club's going to change because Bashevi's come and the media keeps saying the new owner. We know he's not the owner, he's the majority shareholder. Yes. Yeah. And he's taken six to eight months and he's yeah. just watched what's gone on at the club. Mm. And all of a sudden, the last six months, things have moved on. Got no. a new manager, we've got these new commercial deals, and he's going, yeah. We're not doing it right here, we've got to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And you can see the influence of a man who's made over a billion pounds out of business coming yeah. and looking at the club and going, we can do better, we have to do better. Yeah. And, and he's going to make sure that we progress financially, yeah. commercially, and on the field as high as we possibly can. He's not just stood there and just, just what? He, he's, yeah. he's now, you can see the image he's put on the club, the new stadium, talking about this, this new commercial yeah. deal, yeah. you know, the investment from to Finch Farm. You know, <laughs> we, have, we, hope, we hope that this fella now is going to come a bit money, but you can see what he's done. He's, yeah. he's taken six to eight months to assess what Everton need. Yeah, and then he's made his mark, yeah. Yeah. and you can see, I can see a master. I don't go very often now, but I can see the difference in the whole outlook of the club now yeah. for the future. Would, would you say the ruthlessness then, in in that case, has come from the top? It doesn't start with the manager. It literally starts with the majority shareholder, the man who sits at the top of the tree. Well, so he's brought speak. a manager in who is is known for his his arrogance. Yeah, a lot that the, the European people are. The manager's come with a bit of arrogance and look what I've done, I've got this and I've done that, that. Yeah. But the, you're also the owner's come with the same sort of, yeah. whether it's arrogance, I don't know, but he's come with it. Yep, yeah, I'm into the club now, but I'm not going to do things straight away. People, some owners come in and just do things straight away for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, they sack the manager, I mean, they know, 
he waited four or five months before he yeah. said, right, got to get rid of yeah. Reggie Martinez, we've got to go and get someone else. And he's done the right thing. Yeah. He, he sat back and analysed and said, no, as a club, we're not good enough and we've got to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G yeah. before we can go to LMA. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and we're, we're getting there slowly but surely. We are getting there. And I, 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 can see, I can see from a distance the difference he's made. Yeah. See, that's why I like about it for, six, for so long now under Ken Wright and all that, the, there was like a, maybe an acceptance that ever we're never going to get to the top and, and you know you've seen all the DVDs Magnificent Seven all that sort of stuff there's no real desire now Now it feels like there's a real desire to get back there that's why it feels like really exciting because the, the owners talking about we don't want to be a museum we want to be competitive and stuff like that that was music to everyone's ears we haven't heard that, I'm in that since, mu- since John Moore's I'm, in that, I'm in that museum <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think that the signing or the saga of the signing of Schneiderlin makes a bit of a mockery of that? Mm. I mean, if we are meant to be, I, you know, I don't want to throw a spanner in the works, but if we are meant to be this now billionaire in charge, why did Man United want 24 million for him, whether he was worth it or not? We should have just gone and grabbed this 24 million, let's get him through the door. He, th- he said we'd. <clears throat> we're only going to pay 19 million for him. Why? Why add about three or four million quid? And yeah, it's not, you know, know. in my, today's my, my thought, my thought, my personal thought on that is, <coughs> it's still a business at the end of the day. You don't want to go out punch, and spend yeah. 24 million on a player that you don't think is worth 24 million. And, and you know, I think Everton have played really well there. And you know, the initial 20 million 20, up front, yeah. with the from what we're being told is another four million in add-ons. I think Everton's done a really good deal there because. You know, one, he's still a young player. Two, you know, he'll put himself above the pitch and he, he will make well, a big impact. United on the wanted team. what they paid for him, but he was unproven, so surely his value drops a little bit for that reason, wasn't it? It's not like he breathed in But the way I. The way but I the thing, we don't know the ins and outs of a Premier League no. transfer deal, do we? And I think no. that price tag, personally, is what you pay for. I'm not going to say he's proven Premier midfielder, but he's a, he is That's a Premier League midfielder. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I see what you mean there, Paul. In terms of the club wanting to just go out and just go right there's the twenty-five mil bang, it's done. I don't want to compare us to Man City, but you look at when they came into the money. They didn't. If, if a club, if they wanted the player, they were prepared to pay the price. If you know what I mean. Well, I, but I do accept the point that it is a business, and we did get a good deal at the end of the day. So I'm contradicting myself. But, <laughs> no, I, I, I can help, you know, but Paul, you're not the I'd only like one. to see us go out and go. Yeah, we want that player. Here's the here's the check. Let's get it. You're in. not the only Evertonian who's frustrated at that. The, the dragging out of that deal, shall we say? But I I see what you say there, said about the terms of business. But I think um, Everton identified a player who wanted to come, and ultimately they're not just going to get held to ransom because they've got a few quid. So I think Mashiri um, is more for the long game. You know he'll get his targets, and he'll you'll know he'll get his his plan for the club, but it's going to take a lot longer than, shall we say, Sheikh Mansour at Man City. Yeah. You've got to remember now, a year ago, we might have got we might never have got Snidely, mm, but now we've got yeah, Mashiri in. Yeah. Yeah. That player that Everton was £10 million last year, they know we've got money, it's going yeah. to be £15 million. Yeah, so every player we sign sure. now will be more expensive to realise, because yeah. everyone knows that Everton have money. money. Yeah, yeah. So every time you know you've got money, like Man, look at the players Man City bought, is Otamendi worth £30 million? No, you know. They bought him because, oh, it's Man City. Oh, we'll put him at the temple. You'd be worth at least 31 million, and he's 30. Lira. Is that Lira? (laughs) (laughs) But no, you've got to understand now that City bought a lot of players and they're vastly overpriced. I don't think, I'm not 
slang on John Stones and, and Sterling team are not worth 98 million quid. No. But no, no. the good young English players, so the value goes up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also Man City buying them. So and the yeah, clubs know they've got money, so the price goes up. And we're going to have the same situation. Yeah. When you think he's only worth £20 million, pound, they're going to want £26 million for him. Because, because it's Everton. Yeah. So you've got to understand in the future now, when you think it might drag out, because the, yeah. the, the, the selling club are trying to get what they can out of us, knowing yeah. that they've got pennies. So um, just be aware that every deal now might take yeah. an extra week or two longer, because we're now yeah. classed as a rich club. God, what would you, you and Blackcliffe have to cost them if these players... 21, Lee, right? <laughs> I thought you'd have to way too much, thanks. I, I made him a great centre-off. <laughs> so I think, I think we've covered, we've obviously covered the, the Morgan Schneiderland deal there. I think we're all obviously fans of the player. Yeah. Um, the price tag is, is a subject to debate, but... In terms of what we spent already this window, it's, I think it's 33 million. I could be wrong with that, or it's rising yeah. to 30 million, 33 million. Sorry, but it's definitely over 30. Um, and we've signed Morgan Schneider and, and obviously Lukeman from Charlton. Um, what other areas do, do, do you think we need to strengthen? For, I'll put it to you first, Exy, and, and the rest of you as well, just because obviously yeah. I think Everton are going to spend more, aren't they? We've got to have to spend more. If you want a squad that wants to compete on a a regular basis, you need cover for every single position. And if you look at some of the positions we've got, is the cover adequate if that player comes out? And yeah. I'd say no, it's not. Yeah. So obviously you've got to look at the centre-back position, the goalkeeper position, yeah. possibly the left-back position, because Baines is the wrong side of 30. Yes, you've got many more years that you don't know. Gareth Barry will be phased out. I think Snyder might take his place. Do we stay with Guy, McCarthy? If Lukaku comes out the side... For me, we've got nothing up there. No, no. Lukeman's too young, too inexperienced. Valencia, Kone, not really. Pre- so we need a striker if Rom comes out. But we need a striker yeah. that's going to be a similar player to Rom for me because at the moment he's scoring goals and he's on Sunday he showed what he can do. Yeah, yeah. he shows what he can do. So I think we need to look all over the field of play. It might mean that there might be seven, eight players going out in the next two or three windows between yeah. now and next January, yeah. and ten or twelve coming in. But. As much as we say we want A, B, C, D and E, it's up to the manager. Yeah. Yeah, that player exactly. might not suit the managers. And I've had this before, oh, we signed him. Does he suit the man- what the manager wants? You've got to understand that all the people you see that things linked to the paper, I just yeah. go, chip yeah. paper tomorrow morning, that for me. Because Absolutely, I yeah. think a lot of the time it, it's, it's speculation. And I, I think the, the famous quote is, a source close to the player. Okay, the agent <laughs> rang me. I listened to someone on, on one of the radio stations this morning saying that he, his agent told him that this club came in for him and he said to the club, I don't want to play for you because they've come in for it, I want to move. Yeah. You know, so the players forced to move because the agents told him. So it's going to happen at Evan. People are going to, people where Evan want to buy them. So yeah. they have a word yeah. with their agents. Players will want to come out of our club because they're not getting a chance. And the people like Cleverly. Yeah. Kone, Valencia, has McCarthy got a long-term plan within Koeman's plans? I don't know. He's been linked with Newcastle today. You know, there's all these players that are yeah. going to be moving on, and then he's got to make sure. And there's rumours there about Jags going. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm sure Koeman is looking around at, at players he wants to bring into the team. What I'd like to see is more of the Lukemans coming in, the youngsters, because yeah. we've certainly seen with the Holgates and the Davises, and, and even, when, even when Coleman came in four or five years, six years ago, yeah. they've done fantastic. Yeah. And kids can't come and have one or two games. 
they need a run of games and yeah. they start to find their feet and get used to it. You, yeah. And you, you see so many managers throw a kid in for his debut and he gets raved report and he's back in the reserves for another six months. Yeah. True. If he's yeah. good enough, leave him in there. Tom Davis has proved that the last six oh. weeks. You know, he's come in and he said, right then, was, I'm ready for it. What I liked about the Lookland deal, it looked like we'd stolen a match on other clubs for mm. once. That's how it come across to me, you know, like we pinched someone who looks, he looks clearly a good yeah. player. You know, he'd be, clear, he'd be clearly on, scouted, though, hadn't he, for yeah. a long time by Walsh. And it was a big price to pay for yeah. a League One forward. But as we, as we said before, it's Everton. Yeah. It could be gotten for £5 million last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. It's all about look where we are now. It's sharp, you know, we've got money. We're, yeah. we're in the paper all the time about this new stadium and the money we've got and the new Shipperdotty shareholder. Everyone knows we've got the cash. So the fees so, are only going to go up. No, Inflation. Go up yeah. On Twitter, on, on Talk Sport today, said there's no player we can't get. It's just if we can get them over. There's no player any, any any club can get. You can get him on if the, if the deal's right for the a the selling club yeah, and b yeah. the player. Yeah, but don't expect Messi to come to, to Everton. Thank you, Michael. Before he comes to us, <laughs> 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 so, just, so just putting that to, to the rest of you as well. Is there any specific areas? I think we all probably agree with actually what we say about a striker. Any other critical areas? That, that number ten, ideally come in. I'm a specialist. I know we weren't ever going to get matter, but a player like that, I think, would be perfect. No, if we could get, if we could recreate Peter Paisley from the 90s, that would be you know something like that. I think we just lack that bit of extra quality behind the striker at times when, when we're attacking. That. I'll be honest, I'd make, I'd, I'd genuinely still make a play for Wayne Rooney. I genuinely yeah. would because, yeah, you know, the, the, lesson, the, the lessons that he can give the younger players, the likes of Barkley, Luckman, oh, yeah. Davis, you know, that you, you can't buy that experience in no. my opinion. You know, and mentality, and the, the winner mentality that, that he's had at Man United, you know, he's won countless trophies with Man United yeah. you know, I, th- I think I don't know whether you, you might agree with me of, of bringing Rooney back I think Wayne's a quality footballer I really do I think he's been outstanding in his career yeah. uh, and what I will say to people is about Wayne is he, if you look back to when he broke into Everton's first team what 2003 has he had a break from football in that time because he's been season England season England yeah. so obviously he's going to start feeling the pace but once he retires from international football, he's going to summer off probably the first time in mm. 16 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes a hell of a difference when you haven't got that continuous 12-month 12, 12 cycle of football. Yeah, you know, yeah. So Wayne's been outstanding for me for the last 10, 12 years. He's been brilliant. Yeah. Love watching him. I love his aggression, his passion. Yeah, he makes mistakes. I make plenty of mistakes for crying out loud. But, you know, he's now, yeah. for me, unfortunately, by, by I'm used to London media, being made the scapegoat for everything that goes wrong in his football. Yeah, every yeah, time he pulls his shirt off, he's been yeah. he. They always pick on somebody, and he's been made the scapegoat. Everybody now. had a few drinks after the. Yeah. Oh, I know some. I know someone. Just... I know someone who was sitting right next door to him, but never got hauled into the media. He got hauled in by the papers on and, that particular night. On that night, yeah. 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 Um, not sure who it was, but but oh, he, he wasn't newsworthy enough. <laughs> it wasn't, enough, but yeah. he was there, and because it's Wayne Rooney, yeah. United cap, England captain. Yeah, he didn't go out the hotel. He, he was asked for a few photographs. Yeah, he might have a few beers at five o'clock in the morning, but I was in Carlisle like town centre, half past three on Saturday. Um, what pizza was it, by the way? Oh, I can't remember. It was pretty nice. But, you know, all of a sudden, because it's Wayne, he's going to get all in. Yeah. Big news. You need to, well, he can't let his hair down. He hasn't got down now, but, um, but, Got less hair than the two Alice brothers here. <laughs> but you do need time. But, you know, if you look back to the 80s, you know, we lived on pint after game pints yeah, of yeah. We never had energy drinks and energy foods. We had pints of and fish and chips and steak and chips. Didn't stop us playing three games a week. 
Got I dropped and can't well. see you're having a lime in your pint of the young. Lying on a lime. Is that a chop? Is that a chop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it dropped. <laughs> two main areas and as Derek said before I think goalkeeper is paramount I think you, you build from the back for me I'd like to sign, us to sign Butland I don't know how he's going to be after breaking his leg but it's his hands that so I can't yeah. see that affecting him that much but if he costs 25 million he costs 25 million the way I look at it if he signs now he's 23 we'll get 10 good years out of him you pay 25 is he worth two and a half million pounds a season easy yeah. and, but the only problem I think you've got is the striker role, are you going to get someone who's good enough to come in knowing that he's not going to be playing every week because Ron's not going to get dropped yeah. and are we going to play two up front or are we going to... I think they could good with a striker. I think you're probably going to look at getting maybe like, I don't know, like a, a Berardi type player or an Icardi maybe from Peter. Maybe he play up front and then drop in the hole as well. So he will play the number 10 or maybe wide right yeah. or wide left but he's good enough yeah. to play up front on his own. I think that's probably... The player they're after going to be our best that's, that's, that's been better he knows he can do that maybe I know he's got a bad attitude and he's down souls for West Brom but he's like that type of player who, who can play up front and behind drop in you know link up play any thoughts Paul positions no I, 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 I agree with what everyone's saying definitely a centre forward goalkeeper yeah uh, possibly but I, I don't know Robles and, I, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd be quite impressed with Robles yeah, he's yeah, not you know, bad he commands his area for me yeah. better than Stephen and, and yesterday I, 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 he never put a foot wrong and let's be honest the passion he showed on that fourth goal running oh, yeah. into the pitch <laughs> <laughs> I <said to> him, <laughs> that was great <laughs> yeah. that was like me round old swan that <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, I'm not sure about, I'm, I mean midfield we seem to be overrun with midfield players the midfielders. Yeah, yeah we do you know you've got Barry, you've got Barkley can play there. You've Gibson, Bezic. Bezic, yeah, I forgot all Everyone that. forgets he's them. A, yeah, he's but, coming but, back. But they're the ones we've not seen them. Will they, will they have the yeah, chance to impress Cooley? Yeah, yeah. Or will he just say, I've got me well, set up now? I can't yeah. see Gibson and Bezic nipping in front of Davis. You don't think so? No. <laughs> I thought Bezic was going to be a major role for Cooley. I like, thought he, in, the, in the pre-season, I thought he was proper... Like, you give him a lot of response. I, I can see Bessage coming back in. I don't think Bessage is a better player than Gay. So I think Gay's a better player. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You need two no. players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you've got yeah, yeah. and Gay. Yeah. Maybe that's the two in that mould. So yeah. when Gay's, he doesn't ever seem to be tired, like, but because <laughs> he covers everywhere. But nah. when he's not, you can throw yeah. Bessage in. Because I, I like Bessage. I think yeah, he's got yeah. a bit of nasty. Where does that leave McCarthy, though? <laughs> doesn't. Another one. Exactly. You know. And. I think better to get well, a better than McCarthy. If McCarthy goes, would you replace him? I don't think we no, need him. No, so, no. I'm definitely centre forward. But as you say, if, you, if you're going to buy a top centre forward, you're paying top money. That's where all the money is, isn't it? Go and on. will he pay, play second fiddle? To, to, to No. Well, the kind of money they're on now, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't do. Don't mind sitting on the bench for 70, 80 grand a week, do they? So I, no. The mentality is... I don't know, you, you may say I'm wrong on this, but it does seem a lot different from you, your oh, day. Yeah. You, you know, if a player was sitting on the bench, you know, he, he, he didn't like it, did he? You no, know? he hated being yeah. on the bench. We hated yeah, it. You, you look know. at the team in the 84 85 season, there was, there was the 11 most of the season. Yeah. They had Bales at the start of the season, but Psycho came in, and then there was Richo, Alan Arthur, and I think Ian Atkins were the ones that did anything else in that yeah. side. A couple of youngsters at the end of the season, but 
we, we kept about a 15-man squad for the yeah, whole of the season. That's what I mean. I'm playing. And now they're talking at 25, we need two players for each position, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the players are tired, need a rest. They've got muscle fatigue. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Look at the pictures that are on now. Yeah. I play. Look yeah. at the yeah. balls and the boots and everything else. Yeah. It's a different game. When and I a 42-game season on yeah. top of that. Like, yeah. It's yeah. a different game. And replays. You had about 20 games in the 88 Cup and we didn't even make it to the quarter-final. <laughs> I mean, from, from my point of view, I think we still need to strengthen the centre-half position. I think sometimes for me, Ashley Williams, seem, I, I just can't take to him. I've, I've said that, he, for me, he's not the player we saw at Swansea and yeah. playing for Wales last year. Yeah. Um, Do you think I, that's because of the Euros, Dexy? I don't know. Um, he looks at times to me. He's looked like he's he's not interested. He looks like he's just know what he's doing. And you know, Jax again makes some has made some silly mistakes. The two penalties at Etch, mm. for example, and Funes Mori. Although he's he's looking better, he's still for me a bit of a liability in in, in both sides, both ends of the field. Funes Mori, yeah, yeah he, he can make mistakes and give yeah, well, things away. Well, he's pulled, pulled out. He got pulled out of position for the winning goal against Leicester. If you look at it, yeah. Yeah. the lad the lad does Delafeu and and Davis and then Barry dives in, but Funes Mori comes steaming out, little one two pass the back of the net. Yeah. But do you think that will come? So, with, do you think that will come with experience though? Because he's still only he's still only a young centre half. Well, young, if you look yeah. at him, did we expect him to play as many games? From when he arrived, we probably didn't. No. We probably brought in, learn the trade, do this, but he was thrown in very early last mm. season. Yeah. Um, him and John Stones played together quite some time when the two very young, very inexperienced yeah. centre off. So yeah. there was no leader to guide him and say, This are you doing this wrong? And I don't think either of them got much much from the, the staff at the time as well. Mm. Because first and foremost, you're a defender. Yeah. And your job is to stop that ball going in your yeah. running bag. Yeah, and we didn't do that well enough last season under Martinez. We're doing it far better now, but under Martinez, we made the wrong decisions at the wrong time. We didn't defend. Possibly because the emphasis wasn't on defence. Defend. They, they, they yeah. Look at the football. It was keep the ball, pass and pass and pass, yeah. and, and we got caught. I know John Stones. We've got a lot of criticism. He's going yeah. to be a great footballer. Yeah, but he's not yet a defender. That's the difference. You know, he's got all the billet on the on the floor. Got great feet. But yeah. he hasn't learned to defend yet. Someone said about Holgate yesterday that one Holgate stones one looks like he wants to defend, the other one wants to look good at yeah. defending. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean he'll positionally change then eventually, John Stones? Maybe. I don't know. Centre mid. Maybe. I can see him there. The, uh, the defensive mid. Yeah. Honestly, I can see him in Is that. that I, another round peg of square hole, though. I just think he's. No, I think he'd just be like... See, I, I, I just can't see him playing in that position and the only reason I say that, I don't think he's got the engine to play in that position. Oh, you know, maybe, I, yeah. I think he's too much of a... I don't want to like use the term, but a bit of a show pony. You know, he, I don't think he'll do that grit and you know, the run yeah, around. The that, uh, like a disengage was forever. He, he's not going to do that. that I'm he could be like a, a red map. I, I, like, I, I honestly <laughs> think he's, he's best to centre half of it, but... As Derek said, he, you know he's, he's got to do the fundamentals. Sure, he's into he's got life. to first and foremost defend. Because I was taught when I came going to Everton in '82, I had a year under Colin Harvey, yeah. and, and he made my weaknesses into strengths, and we strengths even to better strengths by working on making it. So I had Alan Irvine and Alan Barley running at me doing one on ones. I had Big Big Ferguson getting balls launched for me trying to jump over six foot six Big Ferguson. Yeah. So we worked on my weaknesses to yeah. make him strengths, and I became a better player by doing that. Has John Stones ever worked on what we would class his weaknesses? Mm-hmm. Is he shown how to do this in training? Yeah. What's Pep's thing, you know? We don't tackle. 
I don't teach yeah. tackle. Hold on a minute. Well, he needs to learn to tackle because yeah. he's going to have to do it sooner or later, isn't he? He's a defender. You know, <laughs> defenders put the body on the line. And I said yeah. last year when I watched Leicester, who outshone everyone by distance last year, and I said to him, "Would you have Robert Hooth and Wes Morgan?" Um, Wes Morgan. Yeah. Well, he went, "No." I said, "Why?" Mm. They can't play football. And I went, "Well, they can defend." Yeah. And the record yeah. shows it. Yeah. What do you want a footballer or a defender? Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard to get the two together. Probably the best one. Probably the two are probably PK and Ramos. Ramos yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, they can absolutely. play football, but can also defend. Yeah. And do both. But yeah, yeah. John Stones, no, he's got great potential, but I'd rather have an honest defender who's going to put his head on things and, and throw himself into positions yeah. where Ashley Williams on Sunday started just booting the ball away. John Stones yeah. would brought it down and try to dribble yeah. out. Clear your lines, get yourself set up, and away you go again. Yeah. I'm a- when the time space then play yeah, football. Yeah, when the time's there, there's yeah, yeah. always the right time to play football and the wrong yeah. time to play football. Unfortunately, John Stones, I thought, took the wrong time to play football at times. I think it got him a bit yeah. coming back to Everton. Well, Maybe. he got a bit of stick on the yeah. television, um, especially for the fourth goal, but yeah. he tried to clear it, but didn't get it right yeah. on, on his weaker foot. He's now playing left side of a, of a two and he's a right-footed player. Yeah. Jags ha- had to do that last year to accommodate Stones when he was in. That's right, and yeah. Jags hasn't got a left foot. I don't think Stones has either. No. Just on that then, if, if Everton do need a centre-half... I'm available. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Still looking weird. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what do you think on, on the reports of Lincoln, Virgil, Van Dijk and Southampton? What, what's your thoughts on him? Virgil, Van Dijk... He'll have a choice of clubs in the next six months. Where will be? Will we be in that choice of clubs that he wants to come to? Where under Koeman might persuade him in the past, yeah. but if he's got a choice of, for example, Chelsea, Man United, or Man City mm. and Everton, yeah. I don't personally think he'd choose Everton. I think he'd choose one of the clubs that's going to play in European football mm. because, for some reason, Champions League football. I've got to play in that. I've got to play in Champions League football. Or China. Yeah. You know, just, just, I don't make that one out. But I think if, if we're in that list, I don't think it will be top of his list, unfortunately. I think he'll look for bigger and better things. Yeah. Do you think we could steal a march and maybe go all out for him now, in yeah. January? We might well be. be. It might be our best option. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. We might well be. Hey, Hayek's not playing, remember? (laughs) (laughs) We don't know what's going on in the background now. The problem is when years ago when I was playing, you didn't know who was starting until it was announced on the television or the the radio or the pitches in the paper. Mm. Now there's so many people in the background of football that 
you know who's coming long before they come. And you mentioned Slider before, you knew who was coming about three weeks ago. Yeah. And you go, so why is it taking so long? I'd rather him just tear up and say, look, look who we signed. Yeah. But it doesn't happen now, it's yeah. a build up, build up, build up all the time so, before we know it. Do the players, I know it's different than you know, they, they, do the players talk about transfer, like players linked to the club or players that you think are coming into the so Does that talk go on? I think players have agents now and agents talk to each other and agents have the same, they might have five players in their stable at the one club. Yeah. You know, so they're all talking, oh, so-and-so's been in for me, oh yeah, he told me that. Yeah. Can't you? Oh, do you right, I do. <laughs> you know, and it happens, so agents, agents run the players' lives now. Yeah. Agents run the players' lives, so, you know, if, if any player is, knows of a possible move through their agents. Yeah. You know. That's why you get, like, Costa and Payette situations. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cleverly manoeuvred, isn't oh, it? Oh, the, ag- the agents run the game now, and they're, they're very, very clever. Some yeah. of them are very clever. Some very experienced ones. Who, who know the ropes inside out, but yeah. they're the ones that run the players' lives now, yeah. and they're the ones that get the moves, and they're the ones that tell the player this, oh, do you know what, so-and-so's, have they really been in for me? How much? <laughs> well, what are you going to go for? Well, I'll probably get it 90 grand a week. Do it. And that's what, if the players will yeah. just, t- players just, unfortunately, now just see money. Where, yeah, where's yeah. the passion to go and play for that team and put a trophy on the cabinet and go to Wembley? It's not there anymore for me. No. It's all about... Oh, I've, got, I've just bought a new Ferrari. Oh, you've got a Lamborghini. <laughs> you know, that's what it's about. It's not about the passion of playing for the team. That's what you pulled up in outside, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, Lamborghini's in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> just retracting a little bit there. I know everyone's putting questions about centre-halves, but I just wanted to ask you about Phil Jagielka because he's probably one of my favourite Everton players. Obviously, the captain of Everton FC. Not, not getting much game time now but um, it could be one who's maybe suffered the call of Koeman who says you haven't got a future and he's not getting any younger but what, what is your thoughts on Jags? I think Jags has been outstanding for us um, he's had a career that he could rightly proud of um, I know that well I believe that he was there was a chance of going to Sunderland in the summer um, I think Moisey wants to go to Sunderland I think he's done really well but I don't I don't basically a long term future for Jags at Everton mm. moment unfortunately yeah. I yeah. don't think he yeah. features in the manager's plans. When he comes in, you can't ever fault his, his efforts, his work rate, his determination, his passion, his commitment. But I don't think he's a Cuban type of player. And I think he wants a bit more people who can play a little bit more football. Yeah. Um, Pudos Mori likes the ball at his feet. Ashley Williams isn't great. But I think he wants someone... I think he wants a right and left footer as well. He wants that balance. Mm. And when he played last year, Jags with Stonesy and that, he was playing left-hand side. Yeah. And a number yeah. of times, the left foot went out of play. Yeah. with his passing he's not his strongest suit is the passing but put the shirt on and put the, and he leads the team really well so he'll be I wouldn't say he'll be a loss to the club but I don't see I, I at this moment don't see Jags having much of a future under Koeman which some people will be disappointed with and rightly so but you, can, you can't fault what he's done for us the last 9 or 10 years yeah. he's been outstanding he's, he's been a great servant hasn't he you yeah. Know, yeah. You know, yeah. I think everyone will probably oh, have yeah. back to the goal that he scored against Liverpool and Anfields and yeah. you know the passion that he showed that day was, was unbelievable I'm so to get my voice back he's loved playing here he's loved playing here but he's yeah. really enjoyed himself yeah like an old style passion yeah. for the club but it's one of them now yeah. it, it, football has moved on and the new manager and I, I, unfortunately I don't think he feels the new manager's long term plans and yeah. he's either going to be a bit pop is he happy to be a bit pop player for the next two or three seasons, mm-hmm. just there in his keep and playing three or four. The or is he? And I, and I, I think Jack would rather play football than yeah. stay on the bench. I, I think the best thing for Jaggy Elka to probably do is go and play up at Sunderland with, with Moyes and team back up with him, you know, and, and try and make a difference up there because everyone knows, you know, they're going through a bit of a. Let's a face it, with the manager, they've got the best out of him. Absolutely. We were linked with Kone, the big centre half at Sunderland. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. there could be an option. Yeah. 
you know, do we want Coney? Is he good enough? What yeah. what he wants? And we don't know. It could be a swap day with Murray involved for there, but mm, yeah. you know, I'm sure if he went up to Sunderland with Moyes, he'd get back to what he was doing here, which is yeah. good, solid, hard work and defending. And he's improved Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I, don't, 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 I, I think I could at my age. Just, just finally on the the current Everton setup, and um, before before we move on to some questions about your careers, actually. I want to just ask a few questions to, to everyone really about three particular players. Now, three of them are different subjects of debate, different different stages of the career with Everton, but um, it's Lukaku, Barkley and Tom Davis. Um, just fan perception of them, what they're up to now, um, where they could maybe in the future. I, I'll start with you, Mark. Do you want to... Well, my opinion all, of them all. all three of them, yeah, to be honest, because they, they seem to be three players that everyone who on, on social yeah. media and that are either arguing about yeah. singing the praises or obviously Davis yesterday. Yeah. But I mean everyone Barkley and Lukaku over the past couple of years. Yeah. And, I think um, Lukaku's irreplaceable for us completely. I think people put a lot too much emphasis on, on his lack of running and everything. Strackwell Ace, he would run a million miles a match, but you know, that's not the type of player that we want up there. That goal yesterday summed up why we, we need him in the team. One touch, bang, back of the net. You know that's what he gives us, and, and that's irreplaceable what he gives us because there's no one else in the squad that can do that. So for me, there's no argument with Lukaku. He's, uh, as long as we get to sit, I think we've got to massage his ego more. And I know that sounds stupid, but he's that valuable to us. We've got to we've got to give him as much service as possible and accept his flaws because what he gives us ultimately is something that no, no one else can give. Um, Barkley. Um, we'll, op- we'll open the Lukaku up one first. Oh, OK. <laughs> Sorry, that's quite hard. Anyone else anything to add on Lukaku there? I'd probably agree with everything he's just said then, so I'm not going to... What I asked about Lukaku, I think this, this new three three at the back formation helps him. Yeah. Because when he was up his own, he was, he was trying to run down the channels and at times and lose the, get the ball and then he's not in the box. If he works the width of the penalty box, I think he's going to get goal after goal after goal. Yeah. But he's got to make sure that, and this formation we've got now with the two wing-backs, so the full-backs pushed on and, and Morellis and Bar and Barpey, he's, he's, he's staying more central when he's outside. The, that's one of the problems. I look back to the Moyes era and we signed some really good centre-forwards. Yeah. But one up front, run the channels, they weren't getting the goals. Yeah. And Yakubu, Johnson, BT, we ruined quite a lot of good yeah. centre forwards coming to Everton because yeah. of the formation we played. And when he plays the one up front with Lukaku, he's not a lone striker. No. Yeah. But when we play this, it's been two or three times this formation seems to suit him. But he has more people around him, Morales is closer to him, Bark, he's not far off him, yeah. and he can stay central, he can stay with the goal of the penalty area, where yeah. he's going to be more yeah. dangerous. And I think the formation we play is crucial to what how Lukaku does. 4-4-2 yeah. four, four, might not suit him, mm. being up front of his own doesn't suit him. But no. what we're playing now, you can see he looks like he's, he's going to get more and more opportunities. I've got a load of false nines behind him who are, who are contributing to, to you know, this, he's this not alone up there, is This it? false nine, number nine, false <laughs> ten. <laughs> oh. no. I'm an old-fashioned footballer. <laughs> thing, I? But I, I do think that the new formation, especially on Sunday, allows Lukaku to... to to occupy the centre halves, yeah. yeah. both of them at the same time, yeah. and he made it so hard for centre halves on Sunday. I agree. And yeah. I think the formation is crucial to what we get out of Lukaku going forward. I think. Again. I think yeah. at times this season, I think we've done Lukaku a bit of a disservice because in some games, you know, you, you look at the way we've set up, with, you know, the two old midfielders, and at times we kick off and sometimes we just drop that five or ten yards back 
which then leaves yeah. Lukaku yeah. so isolated. Yeah. And off the centre half and the, the wing backs are doing is just launching it upfield and hoping that he'll pick up on the scraps. And it's not playing to sense whatsoever. As yeah. I just said, you know, you're playing with that three at the front now, right across the front, and it seemed. It seems to help him what get I, into the game of it. What I will say, if you look back to when he was up, up front on his own, when the ball broke away and the other team attacked, he ambled back. Yeah. He didn't do yeah. it on Sunday. He got back in quick because yeah. he knew, I've got, got a chance to get the ball back now. Yeah. So he, he wasn't yeah. slow coming back. Yeah. Was he caught offside on Sunday? Not once. Or was he not. caught offside every the game up front on his own? All the time. All the time. So he ambles back. All of a sudden he thinks... Hey, got a chance here, and he seems to get back into position quicker because you know he's got more time to win the ball back yeah. quickly. Yeah, so he's not disheartened. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. Got, you could see it on Sunday. Yeah. You know, I sat on the on the, on the couch watching the telly, and it was brilliant. The whole emphasis on the team was front foot. Yeah, we've not yeah. been in the front foot enough this season, but Lukaku yeah. needs that, and I think you saw it on Sunday. He was always in a position to yeah. receive the ball, to lay it off, or to upset the centre halves. Yeah. And we haven't seen that all season. Where do you rate Lukaku in, in Everton's strikers across generations? Where, where do you where do you rank him in that? And you've played it's, with some. It, it's hard to say. Where um, last strikers? I, 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 my personal footballer here was Bob Latchford. I thought yeah. he was outstanding. Yeah. Um, in the mid eighties, pound for pound, was there a better all round striker than Graham Shaw? Probably not. No. He was outstanding. Mm. Um, Duncan Ferguson, just a big, tall, aggressive, in-your-face, battering ram at times. Um, yeah. He's probably the best we've had, probably since Sharpie. Yeah. Yeah. As, as an out-and-out centre-forward, he's not a Tony Cotty, he's mm-hmm. not a little whippersnapper, no. he's not a Duncan Ferguson, but I think pound for pound, he's probably the best we've had since Sharpie, though I think was probably the best striker of, his gener- of that era, because he could do everything Sharpie. Yeah. Yeah. He could hold the ball up, use both yeah. feet, head the ball, Links up. Yeah, I thought he was out. Him yeah. and Mark Hughes were the best two I played against yeah. as, as as tough strikers. Mick Harper was just a nasty piece of work. He used to beat me black and blue. But Sharpie, yeah. And, yeah. Sharpie and, Mick and Mark Hughes. But I think Sharpie, pound for pound, was probably the best striker. I never yeah. put, when people ask me who's the best player, I never put Sharpie in there. And I, I really should do. But I spent most of my time playing with him. Not yeah, against yeah. him. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I played against Mick Harper for 10 years and Mark Hughes for 10 years. I had about three years against Sharpie, about six games. Yeah. But in that time, pound for pound, I think he was the, probably the best striker of his generation. He was brilliant. Yeah. Do, do you know, did, you just mentioned it then, Duncan Ferguson. I can, since Ferguson's like moved up into like the first team training, I think he's had a big influence on Ron. You know, I think he's getting stuck in a bit more and he's got a bit more Ferguson about all that. Well, Have you seen the pigeon on Twitter? Yeah. He's, it's just, it's, you can just see that. A little off bit of a... I but then he, even at the end when he put his arm around Lukeman, you know, after he'd scored, yeah. he's becoming like people have said, oh, he's a bit of a mentor now as well. Even at 23, he is. He's, he's not 23, is he? No. He's, he's, you, you look at him and he looks like a 30-year-old, doesn't he? He's a real athlete. And he's, he's experienced an awful lot already. He's, he's played been. for two or three clubs. He's an international striker. Yeah. So I think he, he broke Ferguson's record yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> But he played about 100 games. Yeah. Right? But what, what Dexy says there about his comparison with uh, Lukaku and Sharp, I do feel like a lot of Evertonians need to realise that. And that's just my personal opinion. I'm not saying he, he, he's, he's devoid of any criticism at all because no player isn't. But I think people need to realise what we've got and enjoy it whilst it's here. I, you know Can what? I'd, 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 I'd agree with that. <clears throat> and Bob Latchford was my hero in the 70s as well. But one thing I will say, similar about Latchford, Sharp 
and Lukaku, if you say they're the best three strikers we've had yeah. over that period, they were always called lazy. My dad used to call Latchford the laziest player yeah. on the pitch, but he scored your goals. The same with Sharp. People used to say, oh, he only turns up for a big game, he's lazy. He wasn't, he was brilliant. Same yeah. with Lukaku. You'd rather have a player who'd score you 20 to 30 goals a season than a workhorse who'll score you 15. There's, there's no yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I, I look at a centre-forward. That sentence sums it up. Yeah. I look at a centre-forward the same as I look at a centre-half. First and foremost, I want my centre-half to defend. First and foremost, I want my centre-forward to score goals. Be in the box. I don't yeah. want my centre-forward running ring, like, you know, chasing balls, left, right and centre. I want him staying in the middle and scoring goals. The midfield or the front, the other the two players that he's yeah. playing up front with, will do all that work for you. The only player I've seen who can do both, and I hate mentioning him, is Suarez. He's the only one who I can do both yeah. the running and the scoring. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's, he's, he's horrible. <laughs> he is horrible. And he's red, right? So I'm sorry and for that. And I kept that clean. I'm really sorry for that. <laughs> so moving on the subject of Lukaku, um, <coughs> Ross Barkley. Dexy, I'll come to you first. He's, he's not. He's. I don't know whether he's ever going to be um, Evertonian's cup of tea. Some people seem to have it in for him. For me, I'm a I'm a fan. Any young Evertonian playing for Everton, I'm a fan. Uh, he done well yesterday, didn't he? He doesn't always do well. He seems to maybe not have some of the mental strength. People have criticised him for a, a host of different reasons. But what's your thoughts? When Ross came on the scene, was it five years ago now? Yeah, must he be. was outstanding. He was instinctive. He just did things without any worry, any fear. Yeah. yeah. And I was half back to that goal at Newcastle when he ran oh, the length of the pitch. That was Ross, yeah. as Ross was in those days. But as you get a bit more experience, you get a bit more media coverage, you start listening a bit more. But I think the biggest problem was, I think he was a little bit misguided over the last couple of years under Martinez. I think he kept saying, oh, Ross, you're great, Ross, you're great, Ross. And he wasn't playing well. And he's lost that instinctiveness he had. Yeah, yeah. And he's ta- for me, he's taking too many touches on the ball yeah. and his head's down too often. When he used to get the ball, his head was up and the ball moved. Now his head's down, he takes a touch. But Sunday, we start to see the glimpses of what Ross can do. We know what yeah, he can do. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take it back now to the summer. He had a poor season with Everton, made the European squad, yeah. went to Euros, didn't play a single minute, no. comes back and is promptly admitted from all the squads. Yeah. And he's told by his manager that you're not as good as think you are so yeah. in the media. So he's gone from being England's best and oh, oh no, people yeah. people are a bit yeah. and yeah. I, I so think he, I himself. think his attitude has always been positive, but I think inside he's he's may have started to doubt himself a little yeah, bit because of what he's little, had. But I think the formation Ross is not a holding midfield player. No. Ross can't do it. When you see him he's a strap, he's a big lad. He's yeah. a unit. Yeah. But he's almost like Mark Hughes in physique. In yeah, he's a big lad, but he's grown. Yeah. But he needs yeah. now to find the right role. And I think this formation we're playing, you yeah. know, might just be the role yeah. he's, he needs. But I think when he came on the scene, he was superb. Yeah. yeah. But I think he's just not... I think he's stalled the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say he's gone backwards. He's no, stalled. stalled. Yeah. He hasn't progressed like he should have done. Yeah. And I'm looking... I, I, I use Pella Ripper against Paul Gascoigne. Probably yeah. the most naturally talented English footballer I've ever, ever, ever played against. Unbelievable. But he was misguided. Massively. And you see it now. Yeah. Where were those people that loved him when he was playing? Where are they now? Exactly. He, they've left him and yeah. he's now suffering because of it. Yeah. And Ross yeah. needs someone to guide him better than Gaza was. Yeah. This new manager might be. The, 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 that little thing in the paper might be what Ross needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it might, might be so, yeah. what he needed. But 
it could also be knocking him back again. But I think Sunday we start to see a little bit more yeah. what Ross can do. Yeah. He's got to start doing it regularly now. When was the last home game? Was against Southampton when he when Koeman brought him off on 80, 85 yeah. minutes. And that for was a clever ovation. move and for the standing ovation. Yeah. And I thought then, the turn yeah. of the year, yeah. we're going to see also, hopefully yeah. a new Ross Barkley. Yeah. I think yeah. Tom Davis coming into the team has took a lot of the strength right off him. Yeah. And that Ross could do his thing. Well, Tom Davis just looks amazing next to him. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, uh, where do you see Ross as a player? Because I don't see him as a number ten. I don't think he's. I don't think technically, sorry, mentally and intelligently, I don't think he's got them little runs, the little passes. I can see him in a three-man midfield. So like you've got like Garner, who's a destroyer, and then you've got two other people who are going to create from deeper. I think he sees more deeper and driving with the ball. I think he plays to his strengths. It's one of them. What you've got to think of not only what the man, but what does Ross want to do? Where does yeah. Ross want to yeah. play? How far does Ross want to take his career? Does he want to go down in the, the history of our football club as being one yeah. of the most outstanding players that have ever produced? It's up, yeah. I think it's up to Ross now. Whether he plays in that number 10 role or just in front of Garner, whoever it is, he's got the chance now. And I, as much as we talk about positions and players, what we think mm. is irrelevant to what the manager thinks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What is the yeah. manager doing with Ross now? After that little telling off in the paper, yeah. you know, has, has Ross really yeah. knuckled down in training? I don't know. I don't watch training. I only see the games. Has he knuckled down in training? Is he listening to the people around him? Yeah. But I think whether it's the number 10, whatever the number 10 role is, <laughs> false number 9. <laughs> I, I just like 442. But he's definitely not a holding midfield player. No. He's not a guy or a Barry. He needs to be in front. He needs to be going forward with the ball all the time. Yeah. Doesn't want his back to the goal, playing up with Lukaku. He needs to be going forward. Yeah. But I, I think he's got the potential to, to go down on the history books of Everton as one of the greatest we've seen if, if he's allowed to do it yeah. and if he yeah. wants to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, is he motivated to do it? Yeah. You know, he's 23 now, is it? Yeah, yeah. 23. You know, he's, he's, been in the first, he's played no. more games than I played for Everton yeah, yeah. already. Really? Oh, that's amazing. You know, and in a short career. Yeah, yeah. You know, what has he really achieved? In my hundred games for Everton now as a league champion twice. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and these yeah. players now are playing three or four hundred games and getting nothing out of the nothing. career. No. You know. Jacks. You know, it's one of them, but yeah. I think I, I do think Ross can I think there's more to come from Ross and I think Kuman could be the man to get out of Maroon yeah. too. I hope you're right. Really really do. Do. Well, it's yeah. definitely a subject of debate, Ross Barkley, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I think he still will. He's be. one of them that I think divides opinion, massively divides opinion in Evertonians. Some, no question. Some, some people can't stand him. Yeah. Some people would sell him tomorrow. And if I said to you now, if someone came with 35 minutes Ross Barkley money, would you take it? I would not. And there's the answer. Personally, I would not. There's the answer. See, there's the answer, isn't it? He tries things other players don't, and when they don't come off, he gets a lot more stick than than, than McCarthy or Barry. One thing I will say, though, with them being an Evertonian, there's not one Evertonian who doesn't want him to do it. I think that's that's the problem. We all want him to do it. He doesn't quite... Sometimes you don't quite do it, and that puts a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I know, said, I had a few words to say on Ross Barkley because you obviously sing his praises every night on Twitter, don't yeah. you? Yeah, uh, I think everyone knows my feelings on Barkley. To be fair, <laughs> we'll just summarise it then before we move on to Tom yeah, Davidson yesterday. My, my feelings on Barkley, I think he he does the the easy, he makes the easy things look awkward. I, I don't think he does the simple things enough for me. I mean. Going through, I mean, don't get me wrong. Lately, I think he's been really good. You know, he's he's come on leaps and bounds in the past few weeks, and, and for all credit to him for doing that. But for me, he doesn't 
grabbed the games by the scruff of the neck enough. You know, he's what is he now? 20, 23 years of age. Yeah. For me, he should be grabbing the games by the scruff of the neck and yeah. dragging the team through and turning the draw into a win for me. Um, I just don't think he does enough. But as I said, that's why I think over the last couple of years under Martinez, that was taken out of him. He's regressed. He did it when yeah. he came in the team. Yeah, he he's did. got. He's not. He's just stalled. He's not. And I think you've got to put a lot of the blame on Martinez. Matt was given it a three bags full of you know, full to if, if, if Kuman could have come in two years ago, mm. Ross might still be up there now. But I think well, he's stalled yeah. in two. You're right. What you say, mm. but I think he's stalled under Martinez last couple of years. I think yeah. the team stalled. Yeah, the whole team stalled because. There was for me. There was no, wouldn't say a direction, but we could pass for fun, but we couldn't do it with the ball. You think the first season went through that quick? The first, the first season se- went to minus Zadaby. The first the season. The first season we still had the Moyes mentality in the lads. Yeah, yeah. We still had the Moyes. We're not letting the ball in the back of our nets. Yeah. All of a sudden, boys want to pass the ball around now. We keep it, get it, centre off, split, full back, push on, mid. Oh, got, what? And it was a shock to the players. Yeah. If we'd instead just get it and launch it, would it be far better? But the two different styles, we're not going to get beat under Moyes. We're going to be strong yeah. and solid. Became let's play football, play boys. Football. And that affected a lot of people, including Ross. Yeah. Because yeah. there was no for me, there wasn't the direction the players needed to say this is how we should be playing. And like the safety net had gone. Yeah. He was trying to get players like this out of Jagielka who've been defenders all their yeah. lives. It doesn't to work. Try and tippy, you know, yeah. take his hand. She, I, I wasn't. My job was to defend. If I blew to the board into, into row 39, I was quite pleased. Absolutely. Because he gave, it, he, gave, he gave us a chance to get the back four set we up, the midfield set up. Yeah. Nice. If you try and take chances and lose the ball, you, you're caught behind all the time. Yeah. And yeah, I just yeah. think over the last couple of years under Martinez, that's how he played football. It was a bit, not, I wouldn't say it was gung ho. Yeah. There wasn't much defensive shape. No. Um, where were the goals and corners in free yeah. Did we score a goal for corner, Martinez? I can't remember. He didn't practice. Yeah. It was, it was a miracle if we got a ball in under Martinez. Yeah, he did a quality ball. He didn't believe in corners. No. No. Such Cor- a massive part of the game. You know. do, do you think now then, this season, and probably into next season as well, in, in terms of Barkley, do you think this could be the defining sort of two seasons for him? And where do you see him probably going after them two seasons if he doesn't fulfil his potential? I think the next four months, five months of the season for Ross are crucial. I think if he, if he can play like he did on, on Sunday, on a regular basis, and I said before, the formation's got to be important for him as it yeah. is for Lukaku. Yeah. I think Ross can get back to where he was three or four years ago mm. because we've got a manager who's been around the game for donkey's years, it mm. feels like now. Yeah. Yeah. And he's won the highest trophies, played the highest leagues, he's yeah. managed, and I think he can help him enormously. I really do. But Ross needs to get his head up a little bit quicker. Yeah. Well, the boy used to come to him, his head was up before he received it, know where the ball was going. He, yeah, now the yeah. head's down, the first touch is there, then he yeah. gets the head up and the man's closing well, down. Yeah. Mm. He doesn't do the quick, he was really quick yeah. three or four years, he was brilliant yeah, yeah. at it, he moved it quickly. That's what I was saying about it, it's almost like he does the, the easy things, it's he, he, always, yeah. he overcomplicates it. Whereas what you just said there, you know, years ago when he first came on the scene, he was almost on the half turn straight away yeah. before the ball's even got the to The example him. I used this season, we went down to Chelsea, we tried to match him. And oh, how quick did they? There, how quick did they move the ball? Yeah, yeah. I thought they were a machine. Do, do we do we move yeah. the ball that quick? No, and that's the difference. Yeah. The best teams move the ball quickly because a they want to receive the ball, b they're ready to receive the ball, and c they know where the next pass is going. Exactly. Yeah. And you watch the top teams. It's dum yeah. dum dum, and you, you go, what? Well, the passes. 
Yeah. City did it at times just yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Quick yeah. pass in. Yeah. Go, uh, uh. After 20 minutes, did it. Oh, 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 but how many times do we slow the, the game down? Oh, yeah. We take the extra touch and yeah. we don't put it in the corner. And people's yeah. not ready to receive it. The best teams have players who want the ball all the time Absolutely. and they're happy to have it. Solve yesterday. And that, that is where we've got to get to. Yeah. We've got to get a group of players in that same sort of formation and format to do it because. Chelsea against Everton the final, they absolutely moved. I've never oh. seen a ball move so quickly. No, no, mate. I thought they, they really have. It was bum, bum, bum all the time. Do you think that impacts on Barkley then when you just said about Everton slowing the game down and you know, you're passing it across the back and then you're passing it across the middle? Do you think slowing the game down probably has a, a negative impact on Ross Barkley? It closes the space down. The long, more passes you take, the more the opposition get behind the yeah. ball and get set up. The quicker you move it, the less time they've got to get into a position. And I think it does not Ross that we do move the ball too slowly. Yeah. I will say so a couple of times yesterday, I know he did really well yesterday against Man City, but he was no more than three or four yards away from a player. Yeah. And he didn't bust a gut to win the ball back, he yeah. just jogged behind him. Yeah. That's, 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 I think that's where yeah. fans get on. That's the where really you yeah. go, have it. Yeah. 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 Back. No way you're getting past really yeah. like but that. It, yeah. A couple of times when he, I think he could have gone and made a challenge, he, he jogged back in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what you see as fans. You might not might not remember that really, really great pass from right to left, but yeah. he could have got there quicker and closed him down. Yeah. Yes. He's got to do that better. But is Ross a natural tackler? I'd say no, he's not. No. I think he would get close space yeah. better though, yeah. yeah. Just closing the ball down quicker yeah. gets the player's head yeah. down yeah. and be right with the ball back. Let him run away from you, but his head's going to be up and they can create things that way. I think Kewan gets dead frustrated with Ross. I think he knows how good he can be. And it's just. I Ross could have a brilliant game and then revert to really poor the next week. There's no momentum with him. He knows it just the stops. Time, uh, it's yeah. like he starts yeah. from a fresh every game. <coughs> you know. But it's only taken us an hour to get there. We need to talk about yesterday. Before. <laughs> That's a record for us. It's actually sweating here. His, his, <laughs> his pizza's gone. His pizza's gone. Uh, <laughs> it's in the bin now. <laughs> Well, we won't keep you much longer. Next, just out till about three. <laughs> before we, before we attempt to get to you, asking you some questions about your career, Dexy, which we won't keep you long. But yesterday, Tom Davis brings it on nicely. The overall performance was fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, he was just one highlight from the day. I would say Mason Holgate, oh, absolutely. Gareth Barry was yeah. great. Morales, who I, I, I don't say I like the lad at all, but he had a really good game. Um, and obviously the players we've already mentioned yeah. who've got on the score sheet. Um, it was an all-round fantastic day at Goodison Park, wasn't it? And I mean, get everyone's opinions on it, but obviously Tom Davis was a big talking point. Well, I, I agree. I mean, he, he, he's, been, he's been good since he's come in. I mean, he, I think he made his debut against Norwich the end of last season, didn't he? Yeah. And he, he, he was great. I, he, I think he put in a man-of-the-match man performance that day as well. But yesterday... I mean, it was just a breath of fresh air. That little skip thing, whatever it was called, yeah. what he did My was just... Yeah. It, was, it, it, it was breathtaking. It really was. It was, you know, dare I say, it reminded me of a team in 84, 85. They used to do stuff like that yeah. as well. But and, you know, did we? No. You know what it reminds me of? Kanchelskis. When Kanchelskis yeah, got yeah, the ball... Yeah. Oh yeah. Every, every time him. he just wants to drive forward and drive yeah. and, and ch- just take men on all the time. That's yeah. what it reminds me of. I know it's he's playing in a different position, but from the position that yeah. he came from, 
that's what it yeah. just reminds me of. Absolutely. The, the, the crowd, it was almost, for the Scouse crowd mainly, it was almost an Ole <laughs> that came from the crowd for that. It was absolutely wonderful. I dripped that to end in a goal. And I'll tell you what, sorry to <laughs> jump quickly back to, to Lukaku, but it shows you what a good striker is. He wanted that goal. Did he? Do you know what? And if he would have touched it, it would have been credited to his goal. You look at the shot yeah. because Lukaku runs away like he scored that. Yeah. He, 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 he thought he touched yeah. it, yeah. Could have been 39,000 other people there, fuming there. Though. What about Davis's <laughs> celebration, though, when yeah. he jumped in a crowd? That, that's that the stuff of dreams. That's just how we would do it. But he's against, like, you know, your Yaya your, your, your Torre, Silver, and Guerrero, all these players, Pep Guardiola. Yaya yeah, Torre. Yeah, right. And Tom Davis is doing that little, yeah. that little thing. And I, I honestly, absolutely brilliant. It just seemed like everything went our way yesterday as well. Yeah. How does it make a centre half feel when you've got someone like Davis in front? Well, he's like not that. Otamendi, is he? Well, I know that. Otamendi's no mouthfield. You're right. How does it sort of make a centre half feel when you've got someone probably that good in front of you? It, it's a totally different formation to play now when I played. I had really a bracelet in front mm. of me. Really was the I'll get stuck here and I'll yeah. tackle. Brace was a good tackler, but they could both play football. Mm. Yeah. But oh, we yeah. had two people yeah. either side of us who were matches with matches magician with the ball in Sheedy and Stephen. Yeah. yeah. And they were matches with the ball. But Tom Davis, two instances last couple of games that sums up how good Tom is and how he feels about himself is the pass for Lukaku's goal against Southampton. Yeah. Which yeah. was one oh, touch. Yeah. Ross would have taken a touch before he played it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Have, no problem. And the goal on Sunday the first, the pass for Morales into the space. Yeah, that's that's the, beautifully. That's, that's the sign of a lad who's got confidence now. Yeah. He didn't do those passes when he felt he just did his job. Yeah. Now he's got confidence. He's going outside the job. The, the chest, the yeah. twenty-yard chest. He, to, he's, to he's do, he reacts to the tackle from yeah. Sterling who stu- who studied him on mm-hmm. the thigh. Yeah. He yeah. reacts. He's now doing things that he wouldn't have done when he first came in. Mm-hmm. It's confidence. His personality. He believes it himself. Yeah. He's had a run in the team. He's, he's, you can see he's he feels like he belongs in that team. Yeah. Now. He yeah. feels like he's in there now. And, and those two things, but the run for the, for the goal, you know, if that had been, I'm not going to say, say Ross or Seamus, they'd have probably cut back and tried to find somebody. Yeah. 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 He just did something I, I never saw coming. The two. City players when they got a pie and came back. Totally <laughs> <laughs> um, sold on the dummy. And to finish with the goal, the way he took the goal was, was sublime. It was brilliant. It was superb. Uh, which, and normally play with thrash at that. After, I'm not even a footballer, I don't know what I'm talking about. But normally you play, it doesn't have that composure after a run like that, does it? You know? Let's say it's the confidence that the, that, yeah. the lad's got. Yeah. Gallant confidence. I, I saw Unzi about, this game was it? I think it might be the Arsenal game Yeah. before Christmas. I went to the game and he came out afterwards and we had a little chat and I said, what about the lad Davis? He said he's ready for the first team now. So he should be in there now, he's ready. Yeah. And Unzi is that confident that yeah. Yeah. six, seven weeks ago he should be in the first team. Yeah. He's now had a run of games in the side and yeah. Holgate's come back in again and looked comfortable. Oh, but Davis, all credit to that, he's grasped, he's grasped that position. Oh, yeah. And when Guy comes back, when Schneidlin is matched it, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. It's because a lovely option. If you take him out, you're going to go mad. Yeah. You're not going to go mad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's come in and he's now 
He's now set a standard, and that's why I said on my tweet at the weekend, we've set standards now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that standard, that standard we set on Sunday, we cannot let that drop at all. Mm, no. We can't let it drop. It's got to be that same standard, game after game, week after week. Now. Would you say Davis is then probably doing what Ross Barkley's done when he first came into the team? He's playing with no fear. No fear. You know, he's not listening to the media. Mm. He's not listening to his agent chair from his ear. He's not being called. When my worry now is that he'll have another couple of good games, and all of a sudden he's in Gareth Southgate's England squad. Yeah. And then yeah. I know he's already been called up to train with the first <coughs> England yeah, squad did, yeah. a couple of years ago, mm. but. It might be too early for it. Definitely. I don't know. You've got to be careful because we only have three or four good games now in the first team, and players are pulled up for the country and mm. get a cap Ridiculous, and very quickly that they become oh look what I am having, yeah. and, and it, it could be the wrong thing for yeah, them. Absolutely, um, it never happened to me because I never got my full cap, but I never got the chance to do it. But nowadays we, we sort of throw caps at people too easily and too quickly. Mm. You know, let him have 50, 60 games in the first team before mm. you throw a cap head, not 10 or 12 or 13. He seems he seems very grounded though, doesn't he? Yeah, and he as, you, as you just said, there, it's a case of when the media bigs him up, when all this pressure suddenly comes on him, can he handle it? And I think yeah. that's probably what happened to Ross. Yeah. And he and he sort of went back on himself, as you said. Well, not went back, but he, he stalled because he believed it all. I, I I agree with you. I think the best thing for him would be maybe look at finish the season, maybe get the start of next season out the way, maybe after Christmas next year. Then maybe look at putting him in the England setup, and he's had a good year, eighteen months in the first team. But that won't happen. Of no, it won't. We know he's we know he's young. He hasn't learned to shave, has he yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but didn't he comes from a footballing background? Though isn't his uncle Alan? Alan Whittle. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like Alan Whittle. Yeah, um, doesn't he? The locks are, yeah, yeah. He does look like a member of a like a. An indie band as well, but you know, we'll take that. I think the Ketwig Kaiser he's been labelled by some on Twitter, not by me. He's had more stuff for his facial hair and his haircut than his football. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a small thing, I think it's a joke. It's, it's, good, to see a lot, it's good to see a local <laughs> lad doing it, doing it, you know, no, with the confidence. Yeah. A local lad as well who's come in and that age, and then obviously the other young lad off the bench later on. You, you've also got to give a bit of crazy praise to what's happening. On the youth setup now, well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 the clubs now, over the, for, for 15 years, never really gave you the chance. But now we're producing some really good, promising yeah. kids. We've got quite a few out on loan. Yeah. I speak yeah. to Joe Rawl now and again, and his job is to go around and check on the loan signings are out there. So he oh, goes yeah. to watch all the players away. And we've got some good players out there at the moment. Yeah. But we've also got some good players now who are knocking on the first team door, which, yeah. which is gold credit to the. To the academy lads, but also to Sheeds and Unzi, yeah, yeah. yeah. 18 yeah. and 23s. Callum Connolly having a, a debut, two goals on his debut for Wigan, he's only a, a right back. Isn't he? <laughs> that, 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 I must, you must say that because we, we are producing some excellent yeah, kids yeah. now. There's, we've got a bit of a reputation now, and absolutely, yeah. we've got a, we've now got hopefully got used the managers got to use those kids and give them the opportunities which we've seen so far this season. Yeah. Would, yeah. would you compare then the youth set up now for the, the players that have come through that the academy system? Probably in terms of a Man United when Beckham, Neville, would you compare <coughs> it to that sort of era? I know it's a big label to put on the I kids think, at the minute, but I think that's a bit early because um, they produced five or six absolutely fantastic players at one time. There was actually seven, but he wasn't fantastic, and he was called Robbie Savage. That's how <laughs> 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 we, we, we've now got, well, we've got Holgate, we've got Davis, 
they've got Barkley come through. Yeah. There's this Connor Grant as well, and there's talk where he was coming through the Wamsley yeah. now, but there's little players out there. He's all over Doncaster. Yeah. yeah. We, we've got good kids coming through. So obviously, the scout network's good, the, the, the format, the coaching, the academies must be doing it right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the 18s under under Sheeds and the 23s under Unzi must be doing the right thing with those kids. Bradley Pennington's very good. Yeah. yeah. He, he, Joe Royal thinks he's a fantastic lad. Browning's coming back. We've got Galloway. Galloway is out on loan. Yeah. He's actually coming back. We can't oh, get a game. So yeah. think of all those kids we've got yeah. there. Yeah. I just pulled two of their names out there. All credit to the, to the staff in the academy for Absolutely. bringing these. Yeah. And this Calvin yeah. yeah. was Absolutely. identified yeah. identified at Sheffield United as a prospect because that's yeah. where Dave Underwood came from. Well, Absolutely. On Calvin Lewin, do you know, I found out David Unsworth had one missing, like a striker at the throughout coming throughout the ages. And David Unsworth has got his own budget now, but that's not yeah. anything to do with Everton. Right. And he can basically say, say for instance, there's no left sided players coming through the academy, and he knows that. They can go basically pick whoever they want. Yeah. And Unsworth said, every player that he's asked the board to get, they've got, well, he wants a Calvin Lewin because obviously yeah. he worked with the Matthias United, right. yeah. and he just went out and got him. He said, he's got his own budget, he's got his own thing, and Basically, he likes someone. Cumin likes it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he, do, he said to me, he speaks to Cumin every day, and he, he yeah. said he's on a Cumin. This player's ready. This player's ready in his ear. And, but that's uh, one thing that didn't happen under Martinez. I believe there was no communication between mm. him and the academy side yeah. of things yeah. at all. No, that's yeah. what I've led to believe. Yeah. You know, and she just yeah. said that before. And yeah, he did. You know, yeah. but then the, the academy side is a very important part of the future of the club. Well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, we, we could have a couple of kids in the under sixes now who in 12 years' time could be the next Tom Davis, but yeah. you don't know. No, so it's yeah. important, and all credit to what's gone on. Maybe Finch Farm's helped him. Has Finch yeah. Farm helped and get the people in there? But all credit to those at the back who are doing that. But we've yeah. got some really promising youngsters coming yeah, through at the yeah, moment, yeah. I feel. Yeah. yeah, That's brilliant. Well, I think that brings it nicely to a close, to be honest. A nice summary. Cheers, boys! <laughs> <laughs> What we're going to do now is we're going to have a quick break and um, check on Dexy's pizza <laughs> and then bring him back to just um, speak about his career. So, thanks very much. Cheers. We'll be back Cheers. in a second. <laughs>